Hello, everybody. This is Daniel, and I am currently editing Sex and Violence, episode 20, I don't know, whatever. Just a bit of a warning before the episode begins, there is a slight audio problem. Gabe's microphone does not work, or it did work, and it didn't really pick up and record properly the first part of Gabe's side of the conversation. Fortunately, you can mostly hear him through Ryan's microphone. So the quality isn't necessarily great for the first 30 minutes or so, but then it gets fixed. And uh, yeah, you can follow the conversation, but he's going to come a bit uh, muted, you know, like he's off mic. Without further ado, here are two assholes talking about movies. Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Sex and Violence, your weekly punk rock movie podcast where we watch all the movies that have excessive amounts of tits, maybe some decapitations, uh, punk rock music, or music penises. in general. Penises. I always forget the penises. penises. I'm so sorry. There are a lot of lady, listen- our, our lady listeners who like penises. Yeah. Or what about our gay listeners our gay who also like, like gar- gay male listeners? Or just people who just like objectively appreciate a penis. Yeah. Like that new Netflix documentary. Uh, I don't know this one. It's a mockumentary. I think it's called American Vandal. Oh. It's like an eight-episode series that's like, uh, again, mockumentary trying to like make fun of like, uh, what's the stupid one with the fat guy who killed the chick? Making a murder? Yeah, that's the one. The weird, creepy fat guy. I'm I'm glad I got that. Yeah, very good. See, I watched it and I couldn't even remember the name of it. Mm. But yeah, it's it's making fun of that. It's like a kid who drew drew dicks on cars and he's saying he was framed. Okay. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my rant about penises for today. I've heard good things about yeah, it. People yeah. have been talking about the about the vandal thing for a while, and you know what? Anything that has dicks in it, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. That's generally why we do this show as yeah, well. Yeah, because we care about equality. Equality across everything, even in podcasts. You know, we should like have someone like just like listen to our episodes and tally like per movie how many boobs and how many dicks and how many vaginas we've seen. It's probably been quite a few. Like, it'd be nice to have a counter, because we have a new website, topgaltradio.com, where all of it is now uploaded for your viewing. Under one umbrella. One banner, because we're aggressively expanding. That's very Can we good. we introduce ourselves? No, I'm Ryan Snyder. Hi, Ryan. Hi. How are you? Who oh, are you? Hello. Um, I'm Gabriel Mara. I am one of your co-hosts. And we're here to talk about a movie. We talk about movies. Yes. We watched a movie. Last week was our palate cleanser, our first mm-hmm. palate cleanser, which I can't stop talking about. I can't stop thinking about. We can't stop playing the soundtrack at work yeah. when we clean up. It's, yeah. I feel like we're annoying our coworkers with that. No, fuck them. Yeah, I agree. Fuck them. Hey, like, they play their, their hip-hop music, and I'm not for it. You've been very democratic lately, though. Yeah. Asking everyone, like, what's your shift song mm-hmm. instead of your shift drink. It's been, everyone's been picking some really good music, because they got to realize that everyone has to listen mm-hmm. to it now, not just them. We should all be happy, Ryan. Yeah, this we should. fucking America. Yeah. We should make America sing again. Yeah, this yes much better. Yeah. See. We should make every, we should make America Sing Street again. Yeah. <sighs> Listeners, if you haven't listened to the last week's episode or just haven't seen Sing Street, do yourself a favor and just watch Sing Street. Two movies I'm gonna be rewatching this week. Blade mm-hmm. Runner and Sing Street. Blade Runner. Uh, Blade Runner. By the time this comes out, will that will it be opening night? Yeah. This will come out on the day that no, no, no. A week after. Ryan, what is your greatest fear? About Blade Runner 2049. Beyond it not being good. Uh, that... Let's use NPR voices. NPR voices. So, Ryan, I know that you love Blade Runner, the seminal film by Ridley Scott. Now, I know you have a movie podcast. Yes, Um, yes. I know you... 
You've been anticipating this film. What are you scared about? I'm scared of seeing a director like Denis Villeneuve, who has had numerous, numerous hits. Uh, very good director. Very good. Made a lot of movies I enjoyed over the last few years. I'm worried that he might break his Wonder Kid status and deliver his first not good hit. He might pull a baby driver, some might say. Some might say. Some might agree with that. And Definitely that would that would break punk rock movie podcast. That would break a lot of hearts. Two hearts in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These oh. two hearts that beat us. Do you have anything that you're scared about with the Blade Runner sequel? Exteriors. Exteriors. Yeah. Mm. Just sunlight. Seeing if the soundtrack is really up to par. Well yeah, you know, Johan Johansson's no longer on it, so and mm. both is Evangelist back. Oh, well. Hopefully it's good thing. Back and in. that wraps up NPR segment. Hey, it's we're back. It's loud and we like guitars. I'm actually really happy because uh, the way the new schedule at our job works is I'm going to be off on the day that it comes out. So uh-huh. I said to my wife, we're going to go see the movie and then go into work and just talk to you for like an hour and a half. Yeah, well, I, I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm, I, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Ryan. You picked the movie. Yeah, what we are. What did we watch this week? It's October. It's finally Halloween it's a, season. It's, uh, dude, this it's is PSL season, baby. It's PSL season and horror movies, and it's it's one of my favorite times of year because I can turn on the TV and a movie I love is on. Mm-hmm. You know me, I love my '80s horror, which is what I picked for this week. Uh, this week is a sex pick. Yes. And there's really not a lot of sex in it but there's one the final scene of yeah the final scene of it is pretty much how i justified this movie to myself oh totally and you would you would uh told me like hey instead of the movie you're thinking like hey is there anything like horror kind of sexy and i was like well i I could find something um i originally wanted to go with a different movie but it was unavailable streaming and i can't justify forty dollars forty dollars it's forty dollars to buy the uh dvd at a uh at a bookstore fucking hell I will blind buy things up to like twenty five maybe. Yeah. But forty. Forty for a blind buy, no thanks. Yeah, that's a that's a little nice much. Nice try, Barnes and Noble. Yeah. You you just got called out. <laughs> called out, motherfucker. Sex and violence, declaring war on Barnes and Noble. No, they're usually pretty good. Oh, I, I like their Criterion sale. I, I pay for my membership. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's a. We've earned it. It's a good program. Uh-huh. I like it a lot. Uh, what is yeah, the movie Ryan? The movie we watched is 1983's... Sleepaway Camp. Finally. Yes, finally. Um, it you is a. Were waiting for us to do this. Really? You, you think, think they? So? You think it would have been? No, maybe. Uh, it is kind of a. It's a. It's a very culty, '80s movie. I mean, there's uh, Friday the Thirteenth. The original came out in 1980. Mm-hmm. So when you have a popular like genre, like you're gonna see a whole bunch of people like trying to repeat the same formula, i.e., like found footage movies. Sure. Over the last, I don't know, since Blair Witch. Yeah. I guess kind of trailblazed that. Yeah, Blair Witch, and then it kind of died out for a minute. Then Paranormal Activity came mm-hmm. in and like knocked it away the fuck out of the park. The yeah. movie cost like five million to make, and it made like a billion. Yeah, it's crazy. Like horror movies are like a license to print money if they hit big. Yeah, horror films are always like cheap to make, and people will see it. Like it's one of the only genres of film where nearly anyone will walk into a theater and be like, "What do you feel like seeing? Oh, let's watch this horror one." Yeah. I think people don't don't walk into comics well, at- blind. They don't walk into wrong like like maybe maybe rom coms blind. But definitely not action films. People want to be weirdly informed with their action. But, you know, you go to a Friday night, there's almost always a horror film. And it's mm. almost always crowded. Because people just go to get, go to feel something, go to scream. It's, it's, I think it's still popular with the, the teenage crowd. Oh, absolutely. I remember going to horror movies quite a bit when I was a teenager. Like, I didn't even like half the ones that were out. Like, when I was a teenager, it was like all the Saw movies. Yeah. And I was like, oh, let's go see the new Saw. Mm-hmm. 
and I'd go, and I'd inevitably be disappointed. Yeah. You were teenagers during the rise of torture porn, which is a genre I yeah, do not like. I actively detest it. I think they're all they're almost universally shitty, and they're just they're they're masochistic movies that kind of like feed on people liking something, like really drawing out something unpleasant happening to people. Yeah, I think those those movies are the reason why we have purge movies. Yeah, they're not fun. No, it's it's. I'm very particular about my horror. You're, you're the horror guy? Yeah. I'm, I'm not a horror guy. Like, I, I, I watch very few horror films, and only if they come with like a sterling recommendation. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I recommended It to you. Yeah. And you ended up enjoying it pretty I much. I did quite a bit, actually. And you oddly enjoyed this movie quite a bit, too. Okay. So, do you want to give the breakdown? Sure. All right, listeners. <laughs> so, Sleepaway Camp is a now infamous cult film. And I guess in 83, it was just a Friday the 13th ripoff. Yep. But the basic premise is that uh, two young cousins, a boy and a girl... They go to a sleepaway camp. Like it's a nice, like a, like a nice week long summer camp. I think it's like an all summer long thing. It's an all summer long camp. Yeah, that's all that's what I was getting camp. out of it. Uh, maybe, like yeah. how's your summer been it's going? Like creepy mom thing. Anyway, so they go to a camp. Um, it's little Ricky and little Angela. Angela's really like really removed. Her and her brother and father they had like a traumatic boating accident when she was a child, and so she's kind of like like shell shocked almost it seems. And Ricky's kind of a social butterfly. So it goes across to all the events of the camp over the summer until some murders and some horrible things start happening. And we try to figure out who is the killer. But that sounds like regular horror. Yeah. This movie's weird. Yeah. That it reminded me, you think maybe like director, his name was what again? Uh, I'm stalling for time. Uh, the Horlicks. It's something with an H and Z's and K's. Johnny Lipschitz. Yeah, Johnny Lipschitz. Robert Hiltzik. There it is. Robert Hiltzik. That... This movie feels like, okay, remember Phantasm? Yeah. And how we came out of it being like, you know what, maybe that wasn't that bad. This feels like a good version of that to me. You know, yeah. listen, I'm going to go right ahead and say it. I like this movie. Yeah. I kind of liked it a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's just like Phantasm. It's deliberate. It's slow. It's not like modern horror films. Modern horror films are all shitty jump scares. What I didn't like, I liked it except for the jump scares. Okay. Which I think were, I hate jump scares, they're cheap, they're, I don't there know. There were no jump scares in this. No, none at all. It's, it's like, what's it called? It's, it's Halloween, it's classic Carpenter. 80s yeah. horror isn't about jump scares. It's, it's not suspense. about noises, there's suspense. And this is a suspenseful movie. And when it's not being a suspenseful movie, it's, like, if you took out all the, all the killings, this would still be a functioning drama about a summer camp. Yeah. Which is kind of fucking cool. Yeah. This movie takes its sweet time. All of the characters that have speaking parts are weirdly likable. And maybe um, I mentioned to you, it reminded me of American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. Even the bit players have a moment. And like, it, you know what I do when I watch movies is I try to predict everything that's going to happen next for it to be worse. And when it surprises me, I'm always happy. Even a small thing. Like, I want to call out this tiny, tiny moment in this movie where... Ricky, he wasn't feeling well. He goes to he goes down to the old commissary, whatever, to go mm-hmm. to the canteen to get some snacks. And the counselor there, he's like, hey, what are you doing here, Ricky? And Ricky's like, come on, man, I'm hungry. Like, I felt sick after dinner. I just want to get some food. Bad movie writing is the guy goes, get out of here, Ricky. End of scene. Yeah. In this movie, in Sleepaway Camp, written and directed by Robert Lipschitz. Warlocks, he is just like, the like, guy's name's Jeff. I guess his name is like, yeah, I guess you're right. Dinner was shit. Yeah, go ahead and have some food. Yeah, just hurry up. Get it. Yeah. Get in and get out. That, like, that <clears throat> surprises me. I'm just like, oh, 
Jeff's a character. Yeah. Jeff agrees. He had dinner, and Jeff didn't like dinner either. Yeah. It's just like a weird, this movie. It's is, a moment. It's a moment. It's a little moments and scenes where you get to know people. That scene, like that's one scene in a movie full of characters who you grow to like. There's long baseball scenes. It's the opposite of something like Man of Steel or Batman vs. Superman, where there are endless conversations with, with cardboard characters going blah, 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 blah. Here, I like Jeff. Blah, 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 exposition. Exactly, then slow motion scene. This, Jeff's in like two scenes, and I like Jeff more than like anybody in most movies. Mm -hmm. It's quiet and deliberate and well shot. It's like Roadhouse. You don't have any right to be this good. Yeah. What, it was this delicately written characters. Everyone has a different voice. Where Gino talks differently from Ronnie, who talks differently from Meg, who talks differently from Ricky. Like, are you a good writer, Robert Hillcox? I think he just saw like Friday the Thirteenth and was like, I could do better. And he, I think he, I haven't seen Friday the Thirteenth, the first one, in a million billion years. Kevin so, Bacon, baby. Yeah, um, uh, I'll, I'll get further, further into this, Ryan. So this is your second time seeing this. How did you uh, feel Sleepaway Camp? Uh, Sleepaway Camp was part of the infamous wall. Um, the wall of tapes. The more I think about it, like revisiting some of the movies I saw when I was like, uh, let's see, I, I lived with my grandparents for like a year and a half. Um, so it was like 10 to like 11 and a half. I probably should have had a little bit more supervision down uh -huh. there. Um, I haven't seen this since I was like 14, 15. And I had like kind of like frosty memories of it. Like, yeah, it's all right. Like I told Did you, you, I was like. It, wanting like a gory boob film? And this is not a gory movie. Yeah, like, I remember watching it as, like, a kid and, like, really liking it because it was, like, a cool, like, I always, I always loved, like, that affectation of, like, a 1980s summer camp. Yeah. Like I said to you, like, when we started watching, I was like, if I ever, like, get millions of dollars, I'm buying myself a summer camp and mm -hmm. I'm just going to have a summer camp for me and my adult friends. I can't swim, so summer camps scare me. No, no. We won't have to swim. Okay. Everyone who has, who comes into my summer camp has to dress like 80s counselors so i want awesome. every every dude and chick to be in high high the entire time yeah short shorts and tight belly shirts hell yeah everybody men and women that'd be awesome <clears throat> no shit that, that, that would have been a great idea for our for our mars halloween thing oh just like Everyone 80s camp counselors super 80s camp counselors with huge mustaches and bad haircuts and belly shirts damn it i know anyway yeah so listeners, come to the bookstore speakeasy friday october 13th for our friday the 13th book of the dead party Bottomless punch bowls. Bottomless you're punch probably bowls. gonna get shit faced and kicked out. Yeah, you you might die. Yeah. Book of the dead. We'll take care of you. Ryan and I are good bartenders. Yeah, we're all right. Actually, you're on the other side that night. So. Yeah, I'm gonna, ah. be on the, I'm gonna be taking care of the punch bowl. Mm, good luck. Yeah, I'm gonna be, yeah. Well, we're having dinner here first. That's true. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm pumped for that. But yeah, I did find this movie on the wall. Yes. Yes. Go on. Sorry. Um. So yeah, saw it when I was when I was a kid and really enjoyed it. Saw it again when I was a uh, teenager. And then I saw it, I think... Did you pick this blind off the wall, or did you hear about it? No, like, I picked it blind off the wall. I mean, this I'm, movie's kind of infamous now. I think, like, Robot Chicken did a whole funny thing about it yeah. a couple years ago, so I think that's why people know about it now, especially the infamous twist, which we'll come mm -hmm. to eventually. It's but, it's weird. Like, I would just look at, like, titles on the wall, like, pull them out, and this was all VHS. So they had, like, these beautiful covers. And this one was the the original cover was, like, a uh, like an Adidas shoe being stabbed through with a bloody knife. And I remember at the time when I was a kid, I had that exact same shoe. So I was like, fuck it. Yeah. This is a sign. Uh -huh. I should watch this movie. And I watched it and really enjoyed it. Like I said, watched it again as a teenager. And like going into this, like I was like, I remember this being kind of like a slog to get through. Yeah. 
But I think that was like me. Yeah, I think it was like the youth of like, oh, not enough fucking tits and blood. And now watching it as an adult, I'm like, this is actually really a lot better than I remember it. Yeah, this is well written and well directed. Yeah, like I like I would watch this. I'll probably watch this again this month. Yeah, probably same. I'm very very surprised. I don't like horror films. I think they're dumb. And this is pretty fucking good. I might buy this today. Yeah, it's good. I believe it's a, a Shout Factory release. Mm. I kind of want to dive down the special features a bit, like see if yeah. they have an interview with uh, Melissa Rose. Yeah, see if everyone's up to. Like, yeah, we made this crazy movie 30 mm. years ago. Why do you want to talk to me? Robert Horlicker. Yeah, see what he's up to. Hits list? Yeah. Herlick? Herlick Shiplets? Hilt, Hiltzik. Hiltzik. Hilt, Robert Hiltzik. Robert H. So he has a hilt, like a sword, and. A zick. He's zick of it. He's zick of it. <laughs> I'm. Okay. Robert. I'm just gonna call him Robert H. Sounds good. Dennis V. Robert H. H. Yeah, those are my Hilt, boys. Hilt man. So. Yes, Ryan. The infamous twist. Should we talk about it? Sure. Uh. They go through this whole like weird thing about like, and it's really telegraphed. Like it's easy to tell what's gonna happen. I think like going through it. Like if you're an adult and you've watched a lot of movies, you probably see the twist coming. I think that like what's cool about it. So. Dropping it now. The twist is it's not just that Angela is the killer. Oops. Sorry. It's not just that Angela is the killer. Angela has secretly been her brother the whole time. Yeah. And she got a dick. She got a fucking. She got a wing wing while a bing bang. You know what's even better? A callback to Meg. Oh, you don't want to show this because you haven't gone through puberty. Nope. Big old man bush. Yep. Big yep. bush. Yeah. So everything leading up to that, I mean, like, Angela's just... So, did you, like, I think that's what's kind of cool, is that it's a hat on a hat of a twist that totally works. Yeah. I think you predict that it's secretly Angela doing the killing. It can't be anyone else besides Mozart, maybe. Yeah. That at no point do you believe that Ricky's a killer. I'm like, no way. But, like, you get surprised by um, Angela being the killer, and it turns out, like, it's well-planned, too. Like, you start the movie, and you're like... Huh? What's the deal with the dad and the best friend guy? Yeah, like oh, what are the what's oh they're gonna go see the doc together. Yeah, that's very good. And then like and you meet the mom doc aunt thing, and she's weird. Like she reminds me of a a character in a Tim Burton film, just like kind of standing yeah. like like oh my, what am I doing? Ah, ha, ha, ha. And you think nothing of it. You're like, what a weird thing to be doing. Yeah, I would hate to live in that house. She seems really fucking bizarre. I'm surprised Ricky's not more fucked up. Yeah, right? Isn't that weird? Yeah, he's he's fairly well adjusted. He's a regular dude. Yeah. And then there's the whole... Wait, do you think... Does does Ricky know about Angela Peter? Uh, No, because she mentions at the end of the film, like, when Ricky comes home, he'll be surprised to see a little girl here. We already have one boy. We don't need two. Isn't that right? Peter. Peter. Dun, dun, dun. But it's, uh, th- so you predicted it? Because honestly, I know, I knew about the twist coming in. Actually, when you were watching it. I don't think I predicted it as a, as a kid. Like, she's the one with the dick! Yeah, I don't think she's, I, I don't think, like, I predicted it when I was a kid. But, like, I think, like, seeing it now, you can pretty, like, it's pretty telegraphed. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, it, there's the scene, like, what is it, like, 75% of the way through where, like, the the two kids are like watching in the bedroom and they see their dad having like gay makeout sex with with their uncle. Yeah. I guess. John. Yeah. So that like that informs it and then you're like, oh this is weird. Now they're talking and like she freaks out when she tries to get like felt up by uh Paul. You think there's something wrong or something weird about her. Yeah, like, this is weird. And then I'm like, there's something really different about her. And then you're like, oh, she won't 
go swimming, take clothes out. Like oh, she said, she can't swim, but then she 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 she, she gets over. over. Like yeah. she can she can She's fucking like swim. Wet, she know? can fucking swim. Kitty cat. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have predicted it. I don't think I would have at all. I would have like I love the reveal in this. Like, yeah. That face, like she spends the whole movie stone faced. Yeah. And then that whole face is freaky as fuck. The hissing. Yeah. The reveal is great. I, I, I think that's a fucking impressive, awesome, well-done reveal. The whole movie's building towards this moment. And it, it fucking nails it. And it freezes. Except for the pop song at the end. The pop song sounds stupid. It's but 80s, it's man. You gotta have it. Song. Gotta have it. It, it had to be done. But it, it worked as... Like, like I'm, I, I got chills watching it. Like, she's making the weird, snarling, hissing mm-hmm. noise. And she's petting, like, Paul's fucking decapitated head. Which you don't even see it's decapitated. Like, he's got sitting there with a smile on his face. Yeah. She's like, oh, then maybe they just, like, fucked. Yeah. And she's just, you know, post-coital yeah. glow and, like, you know, rub, me, rub your head. It's, yeah, it's that awesome was so nice. what you don't see. It's really fucking cool. Yeah. I think a, the shitty modern-day version of this would have him get him being like, oh, my God, no. And they get, like, and then she'd be, like, this buxom thing and be dumb. But... Oddly progressive for its time, though. Yeah, really so. Nobody's like fucking tranny at the end of the movie. Like, yeah. oh, she was a boy the How whole time. Can this be? Yeah, they're just like surprised. I love Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie I was. And Susie. I was also saying like with this, it kind of subverts the uh, the trend in like nineteen eighties like camp movies with the killer that like all the counselors are gonna be like toxic pieces of shit yeah. all the time. Idiot horn And they're just like always fucking, and you know they're making fun of the retarded kid, and like mm-hmm. that was the Friday the Thirteenth thing. Sure. Yeah, because he was kind of deformed. It's like, sure. Yeah. So, like, they're oddly responsible. Like, yeah. the, the the irresponsibility is, like, 80s irresponsibility yeah. before kids started getting, like, kidnapped and, like, fucked in the mouth. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like, the one, the, the irresponsibility does have consequences. There's a scene in the movie where one of the counselors is supposed to take some of the kids into the woods to, like, camp out for the night. Mm-hmm. Two of the kids are like, oh, we're, we're cold. Can you take us back? And he's like, yeah, I, I guess I will. He sees the other like three sleeping. He's like, "All right, I'll be right back." You see him hesitate. There's a moment yeah, where he's like, he's like, oh, "I shouldn't. I I think it'll be fine." Yeah, but like, why would you leave a bunch of like eight year old kids alone in the woods sleeping? Like, yep. oh, I guess there's no bears in these woods. They'll be yeah. fine. No, it's it's just that the realistic. Like I've always said, I'd be the first person to die if I was a horror in a horror film. No, I, I'm no. I'm the one who's always like, like I like insisting things aren't real. So I'm the kind of person like it'll be fine, and then I get murdered. Like, no, I, I think you'd I think you'd survive until like right after the climax. Okay. Like you would be the one who would be killed after we think the killer is killed. Okay, I can see that as well. Because you'd be like, I'm gonna check for a pulse and make sure he's dead because I need to I need yeah. to know, and then you'd be the one getting stabbed in the throat. I guess I am also I'm detail oriented, so I'd want to be that guy that's like he's dead. It's like no, he's not. We're cutting off his head now. Yeah. I'd be the I'd be like the Ash Williams like trying to grab your hand like it's a trick get an axe. Trick get an axe. Yeah, I've seen more horror movies than you. Stick That's with me, true. buddy. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. What was the other irresponsible moment that they had? Because there were like two. Well, there's Eddie leaving the kids. And yeah. Then, uh, I don't know. Wasn't that kind of it? I guess. I mean, like, what was the what was the name of the counselor you really liked? Jeff. Jeff. Well, Jeff and, and then and Gino. Gino is a cool dude. Oh, Gino, they're cool. That's my boy. He's a good camp counselor, yeah. except for Meg, who's kind of an asshole. Like they, like there's a moment where uh, the character named Mozart, like all the kids keep fucking with him because they're just pulling their camp pranks yeah. on him, and he tries to go out one of the kids with a knife, and Gino steps in. He's like, "Nope, it, like what the fuck are you doing?" Like yeah. he grabs the knife and throws it away. Like yeah, written people, which yeah. is fucking cool. 
that there's in, in horror films and why I don't like them. There's no room for realistic people in horror films. It's, it's the tropes demand idiocy. Yes. So when you have a character being like, I'm a camp counselor. What do you do with this knife? Come on, Mozart. And then Ricky doubles down and being like, you, you like Ricky because Ricky's like, he was just kidding. It's fine. Yeah, give him and back Gino's his knife. Like, Every little boy should have a knife. Camp. It's fine. It's like, that's a realistic scene. That's cool. It's really nice. I mean, it, it, there's a, a lot of like those teenage beats that it hits too for like a teen movie mm-hmm. of uh, Paul wanting to take Angela out like on a date and it's like, well, you want to go to the movies with me? Aren't we all supposed to go to the movies? Yep. Yeah, but do you want to go with me? Yeah. Like it's very, it's very sweet like kind of stuff like that. So you're watching these characters' lives over the course of a camp, like uh, a summer camp, and it's... Like you said, it's a really character-driven, oddly, yeah, for a horror film. Super character-driven. Like, this could be a drama. Yeah. Instead, it's, you know, murders instead yeah. of bees. The thing that happened baseball. after this, though, um, it eventually just devolved into, like, a series of, like, shittier and shittier sequels with diminishing have returns. I have not. But, like, it's it was the 80s. If you, if you had a uh, decently, like, good, like, hit, you made a sequel. But what they did was take all the good things about it, I think, and just, like... Strip them away. This, this and tried to have been a shitty horror film. Yeah, I think they probably tried to put it more in line with like a Friday the Thirteenth after this. Makes sense. Maybe I'll check them out. Maybe we should do this for another set, like another yeah. another pick. We'll watch one of the sequels and see what's what's Sounds up. Good to me. Old boy style. Old boy style. Hey, there's a remake or there's, there's a, a sequel made by Ricky Holblatt. Yes. Hilt shits. Hilk sick. sick. There, there it is. We got it. Yeah. Yeah. Took a lot of tries. Um, and then uh, through my reading, it was that like the rights are back to him. And as of 2013, four years ago, mm. they were talking about doing a reboot. And like we were talking about, like this is a movie that can only exist in 1983. Like yeah. it, this movie does not work today. No, it would. It would need someone like uh, like Ty West who does like did, like the Innkeepers and House of the Devil, which which are both like throwback films. The point is to make a soul-paced horror film. Or give it to M. Night Shyamalan since it has a twist. Yeah! No. Hey, um, did you see Split? Uh, no, I heard it's great. You should see Split. Yeah? You should actually see it. I think that there is a... I, there is a did, you, did someone reveal a twist to you? Yeah, and I saw the I saw the post-credits oh, thing, yeah. too. That's, that's, I was the, like, that's the main thing. That, yeah, that's what I heard. It's actually really good, and that, that main twist at the end is where you're just like, Oh, fuck yeah! Hell yeah, let's do this! What was the twist at the end, though? I, I remember reading it, but uh, like, listeners, I'll can't say it really pull. quickly. Just hit the f- ten seconds forward. Yeah, t- the ten seconds. Is that uh, what's his fucking face? Bruce Willis's character from Unbreakable is back. Mm-hmm. It's actually, it's like, and his the sequel is gonna be, uh, it's Bruce Willis versus fucking James McAvoy because he's still Unbreakable. He's still the superhero. So it's a fucking superhero trilogy. So like, what's what's the whole deal with McAvoy then? Oh, he's not. not he's just crazy. He's just a man with personalities. That uh, you know, like the whole twist by the end is that uh. Um, girl from the witch, like she like kind of like a monster, like kind of like a fairy tale. Uses his true name to subdue him, mm-hmm. and then he's just kind of like, oh god, I can't control these things. I don't even know. Please help me. And then it comes, he reverts back to the different forms. It turns out he can become the beast, and he spares Anya Taylor Joy's life because he recognizes another damaged human being, and he just escapes mm. and it becomes. Like, so is now, the beast like some sort of like transformative, like animalistic thing, or just another personality that's fucked up? It's kind of like a combination. Okay. So it's kind of like Bruce Willis' thing in Unbreakable, that he's a realistic, super-powered like, creation. Okay. So we're going to get, we're hopefully <clears throat> going to get Glass, which is going to be the culmination. It's going to be fucking cool. So 
were they bringing McAvoy back for Glass then? Yeah, buddy. So it'll be Glass v. McAvoy v. Willis. It's going to be Glass and McAvoy v. Willis. Twist by the end. He appeals to the goodness that's still inside McAvoy victory. Okay. Fucking hero trilogy, dude. Dude, I'm in, dude I like Unbreakable like quite him. a bit. It's a great movie. My th- I have three movies from him that I really enjoy. Unbreakable. Signs. I am a huge Signs apologist. That's I think that movie's great. amazing. Yeah, I like him a lot. Like early, like... Before he popped real big, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Like he's Joaquin Phoenix yeah. is fucking killer in he that movie, swung. and it's very it's very emotional. Like that movie, like at the end when he's like does the whole thing where his wife like, oh your wife's brain popped and her last words were swing away Meryl, and then it comes right back around when the aliens and the thing and you just like you get a little bit of him just going swing away Meryl, yeah. and he just like takes out of the water glasses, beats the shit out of that fucking alien piece of shit, mm-hmm. and saves the day. Yeah, I like that movie. And then of course Six Sense. Yeah. Six Sense is amazing. Yeah, so that's a fucking great movie. Yeah, love it. Yeah. So I'm oh, excited for one of those. We should probably hit about the other awesome thing about this movie, the What's one that? character that's in this. So there's, um, I, I made a lot of like really kind of like maybe distasteful Penn State jokes in this movie. Uh-huh. Because there's a, a like a pederast cook. Artie. Yeah, and like he just like is such a piece of shit and they all like laugh like, ah, you know they're too young for you. Stop goofing around and you. And he just goes like... Yeah, and then you have the fucking delusional owner who's like, yeah, just, you know, don't tell any of the kids yeah, about Mel, this. Who was like also a weirdly fleshed out character. Yeah. Um, the creepy fat guy does get his. We'll just say that. Mm-hmm. But the guy under him, I guess it would be his sous chef, uh, this old, like, grizzled black guy. Yep. And uh, he is actually James Earl Jones's father. That's pretty fucking wild. Yeah. Like I like looking at it, it's like get the fuck out of here. Uh-huh. 1983, you were in this, and mm-hmm. your son was Darth Vader. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty bad. That's a really cool connection I found in this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, thank you for spawning Darth Vader, and yeah. thank you for being in this movie. Like we didn't see him after he got promoted. Bad. Yeah, yes, that's it. Yeah, that the cooks served their scene. Mm-hmm. That's it. For the rest of the time, all we hear, like the last thing we hear about him, is dinner was shitty. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of funny. Huh. Yeah, the, the, this movie worked for me on basically every single level. Yeah. I kind of can't believe it. I, I I never really felt any urge to see this film, and now I'm very glad that we saw it. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm very surprised. Yeah, I'm it happy you liked it. It was less sexy than I thought it was going to be, but no, that that last image I've always I've seen it before on like memes. And I shit. think that last scene can solidify it as a sex. Pick. Oh god, I, like that's a fucking scary little shot. That, that final reveal is pretty scary. Like, she's just standing there with a frozen face, hissing, her yeah. hair fucking wild, the shadows, and the dick. Yeah. And Paul's head. That's a scary scene. Yeah. Like, the sound. Oh, it's, it's, I was impressed. Yeah. Good you job, Hiltzik. Yeah. Hilt, yeah. Hiltzik. Yes. Yeah, it is Hiltzik. John Barsick? Lipschitz? Yes. Yeah. Um, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, listeners, if you like movies, and you like horror movies... Uh, and you like character. You like good writing. This is weirdly well written. I can't. I really can't believe it. Yeah. It's like I like every scene in this movie. I'm shocked. I don't it's think like, you're gonna see this on TV no. like during October for like anything. Like I don't see it on an AMC the Fear of, Fest. The reveal of the point is the dick. Yeah. I mean, it does. It doesn't really fit within like the 80s slasher flick trope at all. No. It's 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 weirdly out inside and outside those realms. Yeah. It's so you'll have to both. seek this out on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I believe it's a, the copy I have with Shout Factory. So if you yeah. want to go give some love to uh, some people who are putting out some cool old school cult movies, 
go on Shout Factory, check it out, or you can find it streaming somewhere. If you don't like horror films, but like good horror films, watch this movie. Yeah, buy it's it good. It's yeah, buy it blind and uh, watch it with your girlfriend, watch it with a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Turn out the lights. It's not so scary that you know you're gonna get freaked yeah, out. But like, it's a, it's a, if you like good movies and you like horror movies. Check it out. It's a good one. If you listen to the show, you'll like this movie. Then again, I will recommend like 90% of 80s horror movies. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah. If you like 80s horror, you'll like it. If you don't like 80s horror, you'll like it. If you, you know, if you're transphobic, maybe stay away. Yeah. Two things 80s horror movies did well. Mm-hmm. Camp movies. Transphobia. And no. And horror movies set at carnivals. Both done very well. I guess so. Dude, it's those are those two are the perfect like ultimate like 1980s things. Mm-hmm. Because nobody goes to summer camp anymore and nobody really goes to fucking carnivals anymore. Yeah, can, like the traveling carnival, like you still see it a little bit, but it's nowhere near as like big and bright and fun as it was. And there's something so like 80s about that. Like you actually get like real characters who go to that. You see like teenagers who would go to the camp and teenagers who would go on dates to the carnival. I'm going to defer to your expertise on this one. So, I agree. Cool, cool. So that's about our talk for Sleepaway Camp. Let's yeah. go to break? Yeah, let's go to break. All right. Danny, what do you got for us? Hey. Hey, everybody. My name is Daniel, and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant radio show. Do you like movies? Good. I like movies, too. But the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good. Because in Slow Readers, we discuss books. Gabe, do you like reading? Hate it. I've always hated it. Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another empire. Uh oh. Um, the Sith. Because yep. Uh, I knew basically, it. Uh, the Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon. <laughs> Blackwater. Oh my God! This this book is so painful. Yeah. I had to put it down repeatedly just to catch my breath. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. What th- I know what that's like. And truly, our... you were in a car that landed in black water. Yeah. I dude. I know. I fucking killed a woman. You like fought. This. Uh... <laughs> you... Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, Wrong side. Do you not like reading books? Well, that's also okay because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes. Join me, your host Daniel. She's like a pretty intelligent kid, because like her reaction to that is like, "You never read the Giver? You work in a bookstore." And and I and I was like really close to just snapping. I was going like, "Listen, girl, I read a lot of other books, okay?" <laughs> and my co-host Gabriel Mara, who co-hosts Sex and Violence. You love that guy, right? On-air challenge, slow readers exclusive. Slow readers exclusive. Can Gabe fit God Girl up his ass? <laughs> Then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics, such as politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No. But our one run-in with the police. I took a breath to start. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, not going nope. that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just we're just milk chugging right wingers though. <laughs> milk chugging. And books. Into the water. Pledged. Feral to arms. The magicians. Wise plus Ethan from an object of beauty. So go ahead, continue enjoying sex and violence the hot-ass Top Gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff. And then when you're done with that, go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck, to the throat area, and then go ahead and give Slow Readers a spin. Go search iTunes and search up the name Slow Readers. Check us out. Slow Readers comes out every Monday. You can also check us out on Twitter at Top Gallant Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sex Plus Violence. Sex and Violence. Hi. I'm Gabriel Still. You are... Ryan, still. Hi, Ryan. Hi. So, Ryan, we just watched Sleepaway Camp. Yes. Have you watched anything good this week? Uh, well, in the time we've been apart, mm-hmm. um, still my video game kick. Yeah. Uh, 
New Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. I just uh, or the the season closer of Rick and Morty. Was last see, night. I haven't seen it yet. It's um, I have mixed feelings. Okay. Overall, good. Uh, I think there's only been like one or two episodes that weren't as strong this season. I you didn't like Morty's Mind Blowers. <clears throat> I I've rewatched it and I, I I like it a little bit more than the first time. I would still would have preferred a uh, interdimensional cable episode, mm-hmm. uh, but it's still very good. I think the the high water mark in this season was uh, Pickle Rick. Yeah, uh, for me that one that one worked just fine. Uh, my, it was an over-the-top action movie, and it was perfect. And I love the uh, the cameo appearance in there from mm-hmm. uh, what's his face. I can never think of people's Danny name. Danny Trejo. Yes. Yes. Jaguar. My favorite Jaguar. might be the one like last week's uh, Beth episode. Oh, the ABCs of Beth. Yeah. Like yeah. for me, like the the more fucked up story-wise it gets, the, mm-hmm. like whenever something like like. You can't go back and how brutal it is. Those are always my favorites. Like the Mr. Poopy Butthole episode is one yeah. of my absolute favorites because oh, of yeah. how it ends with. What's with, his, what was his line? Yeah, he doesn't want to see you because he doesn't have any. Uh, he's sorry. Bad, you don't have any bad, bad memories, memories of him. him. Yeah. And like oh, and like just this Beth and her hands shaking. When she, she's like, drinking the wine. Yeah. yeah. For me, like when it, when when Rick and Morty gets real and brutal and painful, that's when I mean the depressing episode after yeah. he breaks Hell up with yeah. Uh, Unity. Yeah, I love that episode. That was amazing. And it just ends with a sad song and him trying to kill himself and it's like credits and you're like what the fuck I like, feel yeah. bad about myself no I love that that's yeah. what I'm it's for me like Pickle Rick I'm like cool where's where's my I, I watch this show for the emotional devastation yeah so well, I like Pickle Rick and I think Vindicator's best hmm, in this season like, yeah, Gilly and Jacobs man yeah yeah, oh, it's so fun Gilly anyway see anything good though um Michelle Monahan and I rewatched uh Guardians 2 excellent she was Looking to watch, she's like, I just want to watch that because I haven't seen it since we saw it in theaters. And then she does the thing which she always does. She's like, but don't, like, see if it's streaming. If it's if it's not, like, you don't have to rent it. And I see it says like four ninety nine. She's like, don't do it. And I click the button. I'm like, it's five dollars. You like, who cares? So yeah, was it um you 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 piss five dollars? Oh yeah, I, mm-hmm. I pull that line from Blow. She hates it anytime it's like there's something like that's amount of money like. Ryan, we can't do this. It's $40. My guy, piss $40. Piss $40. I just like to make myself sound like an asshole. Yeah. yeah. For the longest time, one of my favorite things to say always was uh, whenever something like stupid or minor would happen to me, like like a comically dumb like little setback, I'd always say, man, no one in the world has suffered more than me. And then a friend of mine, a, good, a very good friend of mine is like, dude, stop saying that. It's not, it's not funny. I'm like, it's not? That's, I think it's hilarious. I think it's pretty great. It's that like, sounds like a Futurama line. Yeah, I think I think it is actually. Yeah. And my buddy's like, "Well, it kind of sounds like you." I mean think that's it. a Bender line, quite honestly. Probably. And I was like, "You think I mean that? Do I do I come off as that much of an asshole to you?" Yeah. Wow, that makes me feel bad about myself now. If you think I mean that, clearly I'm not as funny as I think I am. But I just like shouting, not like like no one in the world has suffered more than me. I like it. Yeah. See. See, this is why you and I like get each other. I think a little bit because there's so like numerous people. Like I wonder if my if people are that thick, or if my sarcasm is that good. Mm-hmm. I think it's both. Yeah. And, like, I understand when you're doing it, and, like, oh, that's funny. I like that. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, like, you understand my, I pissed this line. Because, yeah, that's like, hilarious. It's funny, and it just it makes me sound like a douchebag, yeah, and that's what I'm like trying to accomplish. Clearly, it's not true. You don't mean it, and it's kind of dark. Yeah, it's a little dark, and I just love the way that uh, Johnny Depp yeah. delivers it in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's like, 20 kilos? I piss 20 kilos. What a great guy. Well, he used to be anyway. He bums me out now. Yeah, did you see his new commercial? 
No. Yeah, he's like selling, I think, uh, cologne maybe? Oh, I think I did see that. Where he's like burying shit in the desert. And he's like, I'm 53 and I still dress like I'm 23. Johnny, just stop. Yeah, just stop. Like take off the rings, maybe like one at a time. Like, you don't have to, like, change everything all of a sudden. Johnny, for the next five years, can you do a series of quiet dramas where you just play a regular guy? Yeah. Like, I I was mad when I saw him in Fantastic Beasts. When really? I saw him, I was like, fuck you, dude. Cut it out. Cut the shit. Just stop. Yeah, stop with your big tentpole bullshit and yeah. go back to, like, giving me, like, your, your blows, your... Uh, Even my Once Upon a Time in Mexico. He's great in that. Oh, yeah. He's fucking great in that. I still love uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. That's like, a great movie. I like that a lot. Just do a quiet drama or two, Johnny. I know you're, you're, a little, you're a little rougher on the edges than you used to be, but come on, dude. Yeah, like you don't need to be like acting like this. Like, yeah. Do you Tonto. need a wig to act nowadays? You, you, you're, you're fine. You yeah. were good before the wig. He was great in 21 Jump Street. That cameo made good. me happy. I was just bummed that it ended the way it did. There's one movie of his that I've never seen. I'm going to ask you about if you've seen. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Ed Wood? I have. Is it good? It's very good. Is it? It's a very I've, good I've, movie. That's been on my like hunt list for a while. Yeah, the, the cell to that isn't Johnny Depp. The cell for that's Martin Landau. His um, his Bella Lugosi is hilarious and heartbreaking. Okay. Whenever I say something like "Let's shoot this fucker," that's him. He's he's fucking great. Okay, Martin Landau. If I'm getting, I'm just making sure I have my actors correctly. Bad news bears. No, that's Walter Matthau. What? Well, damn it! I mm-hmm. got confused on my. Man, uh, and Dows and like kind of like yeah. dog faced men. I, I was talking about that movie yesterday because uh, when I woke up, like we were just like sitting on the couch watching TV, and 1990s Little Giants was on, or not oh. 1990s, but like 90s movie yes. Little Giants. Is and Rick watching Moranis that movie, and who? What's it? Is Rick Moranis in that? And uh, uh, Al Bundy. Oh, okay, I was like, it's like Tom Arnold. No. No, it's it's Ed Bundy. Uh, okay. Yeah, Al Bundy. Mm-hmm. My Ed Bundy. That's a serial killer. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no. But I realize, like, watching that, how much that movie plays, like, uh, Bad News Bears. Yeah, I'm sure. I haven't seen that since, like, the 90s. Yeah, and I went on, like, a like a 20-minute rant, as I tend to do with my wife. I'm like, Bad News Bears is better! Uh-huh. We should watch this movie from 1977. I imagine her on her phone being like, oh, yeah, sweetie? Yeah, she's just like, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Can you shut the fuck up so I can enjoy this movie? Yep. I'm like, oh, okay. We ruin things! Yeah. I also found out, like, while we were watching that, that, uh... Freeform, ABC, and all that, uh, they're going to be remaking Hocus Pocus. I heard. With none of the original cast. I heard. Do you uh, like the original? I've never seen it. No? No, I, it's, it's not really my thing. Okay. I mean, like, I, I, I don't know. It seems like it would be, but I've never come around to it. It's it's pretty good. I mean, it's yeah. nostalgia's sake, it's always positive. Yeah, I'm sure I'll veg- Like, I'm honestly, I'm more surprised that I've never dated a girl around Halloween who made me watch it. Oh, stick around here, man. Yep, this yeah. is gonna be a constant loop. You hear the keys jingling in the background. She's gonna make you watch it. Hi, Emily. Hi. How much do you love Hocus Pocus? What? How much do you love Hocus Pocus? How and, much do I love Hocus Pocus? And how thrilled are you that they're remaking it? Oh, I'm kind of pissed. Mmm. You're a big fan of it, though, right, honey? I'm a huge fan of Hocus Pocus. It's yeah. a great movie. It is such a good movie. I've never seen it. It's very adult-like, though. Like, when you watch it as a little kid, you're like, oh, I don't really get it. And then you watch it as a grown, you're like, what the heck? It's kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, if any of you sexy ladies out there um, want to date me in this month, uh, just, like, invite me over and watch Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Do it. Do it. We got you again, though. We got you. We're still on air. Awesome. Thank Yay. you. Yeah, you're welcome. We're always Thanks happy to opinion. have you. 
Do you want to sit down and talk about Hocus Pocus? Yeah, we're on a Hocus Pocus train right now. Why are you on a Hocus Pocus train? Because we were talking about... Uh, remakes. Remakes, and we were watching Little, Little Giants. Giants yesterday on that same network. Come here. Why? Sit down. Sit down. hang out. Sit down. We're talking Hocus Pocus. This is your wheelhouse. Yes. What is this? Over here. Over here. <laughs> Tell me about Hocus Pocus. Uh, What's the plot? I don't know it. Well, you have to see it. No, I'm not gonna no, watch it on just my give, own. Give like a rundown. Why would I watch about. Hocus Pocus on my own? That sounds depressing. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. pretty depressing. Like, I, I'll watch a movie about a guy killing himself over and over again. That's that's fun for me. But watching a nostalgia '90s piece about witches that every girl in the world loves alone—that sounds like a bummer. That is kind of a bummer. That feels like I'm studying. Like I'm reading like it sounds like pickup reading pickup artist books. It's like mm-hmm. this will get girls to like me. I'm still trying to find you a black flame candle. Oh, that would be sick. I would love that. What's the impetus of like, like the movies about like oh these Sanderson sister witches, they eat Bet children Midler. to try and like become younger. That's like yeah, they much. like suck their souls. Yeah, they suck their souls out, and uh, to like they get banished, and the only way to bring them back is if a virgin lights the uh, black flame candle. Is it on Halloween? Yeah. Yeah. On all Hallows Eve. All Hallows Eve. Sure. So the main character, he's like a 15-year-old boy, just moved to town, so virgin. <laughs> and he lights it, and uh, yeah, insanity. We Please. should write the Mexican remake and have it take place on the Day of the Dead. Oh. Ooh, that would be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but there's like a prime example of like when you're little, you're not thinking about like the virgin who lit the black candle. As a grown-up, you're like, oh, this poor kid's trying to impress this girl that he goes to school with, and then like he lights this candle. Yeah. And, She's like, oh shit. It's pretty great. Oh, it's, he's a virgin. It's like a better version of uh, like Monster Squad, if you think about it. Cause, oh, like, cool. It's the boy and his sister, and then the girl that he's like trying to impress. And they're the three. And then they, the talking cat goes with them on the adventure to try and like bring down the Okay, see, the, that's a good song. I like, the, I like a Paranorman. Love that one. Yeah. I love Paranorman and Coraline. I haven't seen Coraline yet. Oh, so good. Meh. You're very happy about a package. I know. Well, it's because it's from it's from Ryan's parents for Halloween. Trick or treat. Happy Halloween. That's oh, that's nice. Let's open. Unboxing. I know. I do want to unbox it. I want to see what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a package from the Popcorn Factory. Not a sponsor of the show, but the popcorn is delicious. Yeah, when I pulled up to your house, I was kind of like, Hey, Ryan, there's a box for you. It's the perfect size for a head. I'm pretty sure it's not your wife, though, because she's on the she's, she's addressed to her as well. Yeah. And that would be a dumb thing to do, put your name on a box that you, with the head of the person. That sounds silly. Yeah, that does sound oh, silly. It's just kind of a moot point. Like, why would you bother? adorable. How oh, nice. So we, sorry. It's all right. Actually, We're just recording a podcast here. I'm a six-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Mm-hmm. Look at this. They have all sorts of sports-themed things. And That's exciting. Flavors. I love popcorn. Can yeah. we open it? I live off of it. You live off popcorn? Oh, um, for most of 2013, all I ate was uh, sea salt popcorn. Aw. Yeah, and whiskey, <laughs> and cigarettes, and coffee. <laughs> Did you like maintain such a oh, wonderful figure. Good. Exactly. So I'm so lean and mean. Well, I've gotten a bit soft. Yeah, it's all right. You know how to do that? Shh. Shh. You're supposed to be working. I am working. Yeah, this is work. This is work. You're going to get famous. What flavors? You want to try some popcorn? Like oh, yeah. Cheddar, butter, and caramel. Here, over here. Oh, put it up right there. I'm take one of these. Thank you, Tim and Carol. Hmm? Oh, look, okay. they even come with these Shatter. little tins. 
Oh, oh that's adorable. Oh, it's so cute. No, it's. I, I think you should watch it. You should probably watch it with a girl though. Focus, focus. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's not really like like a lady killer though. It's kind of it's. It's kind of depressing. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not watching it to get in their pants. It's gonna be more like a cuddle thing. Oh yeah, then it's a cuddle movie. That's why our cat's name Binks. Oh, the one I've seen once. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. That's why she has that name because I found her on Halloween and she's an all black cat. I like it. Uh huh. And she got hit by a car. And she got hit by a car. Oh. Which the Binks in the movie gets hit by a car, but she didn't really grow back as well. Like her tail's still a little. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't like get run over, and like in the movie, the cat gets run over, and it like reinflates itself. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. some weird like body horror shit. Definitely solidified sociopathic tendencies for little kids. Like if I kill this cat, it'll come back. Don't yeah. Do it. Don't do it. Listeners, don't kill cats. Don't kill cats. They it's, don't it's come not back. A, not a thing. No, nope. don't do that. Why are you doing that? You're not cheddar. Sad. It's mm-hmm. so sad. All right, well, I'll let you guys work. I, I thought you were supposed to have a guest today. We were, but yeah. she's not feeling well. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. These things happen. Yeah, yeah. Maybe next week. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, we can talk about it later. Okay. Have fun. All right. Thanks, Julian. Say bye to the listeners. Bye, listeners. Michelle Monahan, everybody. Yay! Yay. So, Ryan, we talked about it. Uh, I finally saw it. I don't think I mentioned it last week that I saw Kingsman 2. I think you mentioned you were going to see it. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw Kingsman 2. Mm-hmm. It's nowhere near as bad as everyone's making it out to be. It's got it's like a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is weirdly, like, that's way too Audience low. Audience score is higher, though. It, is, it, it makes sense. It's it's another, it's, it, my fears for it were true, but also, it worked around them really well. I'm still very, spoiler for the thing in the first five minutes, I'm still real pissed to kill Roxy. But then again, they yeah. brought back Colin Firth and they can bring back Roxy. Who fucking cares? Okay. I like Roxy a lot, man. I like Roxy too. Yeah, she's uh, but a cool it was character. it was good. It was fun. Um, everything like if you liked the first one, everything you liked is back. Mm-hmm. There's more of it, and even the kind of like shoddy stuff that made me really irritated, like like bringing back Colin Firth, they make it, they work with it, and it actually turns out just fine. I enjoy the movie all the way through. How long into the movie did they bring back uh, Colin Firth? Oh, like like half an hour. Oh, so pretty quickly. And besides that, uh. Not much. I've been busy. I've been just doing so much random. You've got shit. a lot of work on your hands. I have a lot of work on my hands. I've been reading more and more, like fucking editing all the podcasts. All of them, except for like Daniel's doing slow readers, bless his heart, which is also you know an undertaking. But if there's one thing I did just start watching, that's actually pretty cool. I know you're not an anime guy, Ryan, but I started watching this really fucking excellent anime called Kaiji Ultimate Survivor. It okay. has a really kind of awesome super 80s style mm-hmm. and it's just about a guy a regular dude who was forced into gambling for his life like literally gambling like card games and dice and shit because he has like a debt that guy gets sprung on him and it's super incredibly tense and well done like like it's it's fucking about okay so the first story arc basically is that the dude like gets invited onto this cruise to gamble to get out of his debt or else he gets forced into a year of labor like for free mm-hmm. like he becomes a slave and the game is fucking rock paper scissors he has to play rock paper scissors for his life a bunch of times with some rules wow and it's so fucking compelling it's I, I can't believe it like you watch this thing of like your nails dug into your palms and dude's just playing fucking rock paper scissors it's 
really, really good. Okay. Like, I think even you'd get behind it, Ryan, that it's just, it's it's a little old school, very, has very classic Japanese style narration. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll be like, like, not literally now returning to, but it's, we, we, yeah, basically, we cut to the boat, it's, Kaiji is in the middle of one of his other battles. There are only so many cards left. Little does he know that there is a storm brewing ahead of him. What will happen next? It's fucking cool. That it's very throwback. It's very eighties, and it. Um, I never made you watch them, but you know there is those movies, the Yakuza Papers. Okay. It's the classic like grody ass uh, gangster films with a lot of kind of like pulpy feel to it. Mm-hmm. This reads a lot like eighties pulp, kind of like. Like heightened emotions, insanity, gambling, high stakes, pathetic characters. It's fucking cool. Like this would actually become a if you if you were gonna Americanize this, it would turn out pretty good actually. It's just yeah. like makes me think of like uh, David Mamet, that kind of thing. It's really, really intense, and it's Very just about playwrighty. You know, a little bit, but it's just really, really heightened emotions, and it's fucking rad. So listeners, it's I think it's streaming <laughs> off Crunchyroll. So if you like anime and you want something new to glom onto, that I I meant to watch one episode, I watched nine. Like okay. I, I couldn't stop watching. It's wow. it's fucking amazing. That's a lot. It's a lot. It was a lot of shit. I had work to do. <laughs> but I got a lot of work done, and then I watched Kaiji Ultimate Survivor. Okay, cool. At least you got some things done. So uh, I didn't. I, I I did what you did last time. I totally forgot to bring violence picks. Okay. But then we're having guests the next two weeks. We are. We are. Next two weeks? I believe so. Who else are we having? We have Adriana Gober finally uh-huh. coming back. We're going to talk about the movie Angel from 84. Okay. I don't know it, so I'm excited to finally see this thing with her. And we have um, Daniel William Michael returning. Ah, uh, yes. I know he wants to either do Brotherhood of the Wolf or do Starship Troopers. I think we're probably going to do Brotherhood of the Wolf because that's going to be really, really weird. It'd be good for, I think it'd be better for Halloween. Yeah. So okay. that's coming up. Yeah. Yeah? 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 So those are the next two weeks I believe so Danny's just kind of like whatever yeah I think Danny's Danny's whenever we have access to Danny at all times yeah that's pretty true. much that fucking guy yeah oh by the way Top Gun Radio Production fuck you Danny fuck you Danny so yeah that's kind of like it right yeah I mean we don't really have much else coming up this week uh, Blade Runner Blade Runner we'll both be going to that um yeah yeah that's that's any anything else? Any no, final I think thoughts? you know. Um, I I'm gonna rewatch Sleepaway Camp soon, probably. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah, and we'll be back next week to talk about Blade Runner, probably. Probably, we're gonna go on a tangent about that. Yeah, it's gonna be well. Hopefully, Adriana's seen it, or else she's gonna be like cowering in the corner. Yeah, no, she's. I'm sure she's all about tangent it. about it. Yeah. So. Well. Rad. That's it. Uh, do Good some plugging here. So, uh, where can uh, people find you? Oh, that's right. The plugging. I keep forgetting the plug yeah. on the show. Listeners, you can find me on the internet at gmara number four series on Tumblr and Twitter. You can also find me on Instagram at tumbledrive 5 wise uh, Please listen to Slow Readers, the other Top Count Radio production, where Daniel William Reichel and I talk about books and mainly insult each other across an hour and a half. Like our the number of fuck yous we say to each other every episode increases. We talk about the Deuce a lot, also. A lot less porn talk. A lot less. Well, the TV show The Deuce is about porn. So yeah. There's that. Also, um, if you like that kind of thing, there's a new show on a Top Gallant Radio Network called Only Lovers Left in the Library. It was a YouTube show based off of Alicia Day's YouTube book club called Vaginal Fantasy. So three, four sexy Latinas talk about porny fantasy erotica lit. 
And Welcome it's to the family, ladies. Yeah, I'm glad to have them. They're dear friends, and I really like their show. For like months, all I was doing is I'd watch their show while playing video games and just chuckle along with them and talk about like werewolves having sex with dinosaurs or whatever the hell they were reading. Cool. So listen to that show, please. Check it out. We have more coming up on Top Gallant Radio. So yeah, that's me. Alright, uh, you can find me on the Instagrams and on the, uh, the PlayStations under the same name, Tango Like Cash. Uh, I pretty much just post pictures of cocktails I make and occasionally a picture of myself looking super schnazzy. Yeah. Uh, also the Twitter, at SNV Podcast, that's S is in sex, at S and Nancy, V is in violence, podcast. I think I just want to give it to Danny. Yeah. I don't do anything with it. Or just, mm. can we all just be top gallant? I think so. Yeah. Or let's get someone to do it for us who actually likes being on Twitter. Let's give them free drinks. Yeah, I'll do that. Danny, oh, yeah, free listen, drinks. Visit us. Um, visit Ryan and I at the bookstore Speakeasy, 336 Adams Street, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. We're there Thursdays through Saturdays. Oh, you're here Wednesdays yeah, now. I'm, I'm sorry, Ryan. Yeah, you can find me solo behind the bar on a Wednesday solo night route. for the next six months. Thursdays Negos, will be Ryan. Gabriel and former guest on the show, Neil Heimsoff. The mayor. Rocking the bar. And then all three of us on Friday and Saturday nights. Come in, say hi. Mm-hmm. If you leave a review on the iTunes, you can find us at Sex Plus Violence. Yes. And uh, leave a review. If you confirm it's you, I'll buy you a drink. Yeah, same here. Same here. Yeah, yeah. We, we, need, we need the reviews. We five, need your reviews. Please review stars. our show, guys. If you listen to the show, you made it this far, review it does the show. Help. It gets us up there and like people can see it more. You type mm-hmm. in sex and violence, you don't just want to see the exploited. I'm still waiting for my cease and desist letter. Uh-huh. That's when I know I've made someday. it. Yeah, someday. Someday. See, that's, that's cease and desist worthy, probably. Probably. All right. Yeah, we're still small time. Yeah, that's true. Damn. Oh, that's that then. All right, well, for Sex and Violence, I have been Ryan Snyder. And I'm Gabriel Elizabeth Mara. Bye. See ya. And This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Reichel and Gabriel Mara. For more podcasts and content, go to topcountradio.com. 